Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week... One of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. I just, I need to take a moment. Is that a pen that you have, like, wedged in your mic? No, it's a paintbrush. Oh, okay. Um, Question over. Hello! And today, we're going to learn about grade school crafting and Tootsie Pops. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Well, <laughs> you know, I specifically didn't ask you what we were doing today because I wanted to be surprised. And I was not disappointed. <laughs> um, I'm so glad. Um, hey, Paige. Hi. How's it going? Um, okay. My back hurts today, so I haven't gotten much done. Well, I'm okay now. I am sorry to hear about your pain. I took a combination of ibuprofen and Tylenol, and also my tummy hurts, so I also took Pepto-Bismol this morning. That is just the whole pharmacy going on in your bloodstream right now. It's It's been a great day. I did it to myself. I had a lot of cheese this week, so, like, you know, <laughs> I'll do that to you. It will. It will do that to you. <sighs> grade school crafting (laughs) yes okay so quite a few months ago I added grade school crafting to the list I never noticed no you and I had a very like distinct conversation about this did we we did you were like what are you talking about grade school crafting and I'm still confused (laughs) well okay then that's a good transition into the first question when you think of grade school crafting, what do you think of? I think of like, oh, paint something on this popsicle stick and then you can use it as an ornament for your Christmas tree. I think of like the, what were, not necessarily paint by numbers, but like, oh, connect the dots. I think okay, of yeah, stuff like yeah. that, like the workbooks. Just little things like that. They don't really mean much. Educational value is questionable, but they pass the time regardless, and I suppose they would teach fine motor skills. That is true. I like your answer. What I think of, uh, like, I I think of what you think of, but I also think of, like, construction paper, glue, like, glue sticks. Oh, oh, yes. Pom-poms and, like, very specifically those crafts where you would have to cut them out using scissors and there would be tabs and you would glue the tabs when you fold them to make different, like, 3D-ish art. I just got hit with a wave of nostalgia. Yeah, I I was thinking about those things. 
especially. I don't think my greasy little mitts have made contact with construction paper in at least five years. I have used construction paper in the last six months. You would think as like an art student, I might have something more to do with construction paper, but no, we did, I did not touch a single piece of construction paper during my five years at art school. I find that fascinating. What's on your ceiling? It's not the ceiling. There's like some sort of flying insect right outside my window, but the window is like textured, so I can't tell what it is, but oh it's like god. really big. Oh god. Yeah. It's probably a wasp. I don't know. That's terrifying. Oh, there's two flies in my room. I thought there was only one. Oh, romance, I see. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Listeners, when you hear this on release day, it'll be my first full day in my new apartment and I'll be out of yeah. this fly trap. Oh my gosh. Hopefully. We don't know what the bug situation's like there yet. Well, I was in there earlier today and I can tell you that there's a bidet. I was going to say, we do know the toilet situation. Yes, viewers, let me know if you love bidets. Rachel has asked with my consent if I will use the bidet. And as of right now, I have said no. I learned the hard way today that if you turn a bidet on and like your butt isn't there to block it, it just sprays water across the apartment. I don't like the idea of having my ass power washed. Well, I don't think it always has to be on that high. It just caught me by surprise. I don't trust it. I kind of thought that the water was just going to like stay in the bowl, I guess. No, it's a stream. It is. It's a super soaker. (laughs) Anyway, um, where were we? We were talking about construction paper. Oh, yeah. And what grade school crafting entails. Yeah. Yeah, with those like tab things the tab crafts I always liked the idea of them but I would always end up accidentally cutting off one of the tabs haven't we all though yeah it would happen without fail basically every single time and every single time I would go up to the teacher really upset and yeah. and then the <laughs> teacher's like Ugh, yeah you follow simple directions yeah it was, was also, always kind of like that. Yeah, it's not that I wasn't following directions. It's just that there were so many lines and so no, many places yeah. to cut. Like, I tried. It's just, you know. It's like, it takes a while to learn to not cut on the dotted line, Miss Baratelli. Wow. Way <laughs> to name drop. <laughs> I don't care if she's listening. She already knows the damage she did. Rachel and I had the same fourth grade teacher. We did. anyone was wondering. That was a hard and year. She, and she was mean. She got mad when we used her pencil sharpener. That was a rough year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you think of, like, the mazes and stuff. I think of, like, the full-on crafts. Yeah, I'm thinking more like construction workbook or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, you were thinking of the time killers. I think of, like, the more straight-up, like, dedicated craft time. Oh, but I not love, art class. Love the time killers, though. I liked some of them, but not all of them. Like whenever I, we went to library, I would like library class. I would always do a word search. I hated library class. I hated it most of the time, but not all of the time. I hated it because our library smelled like old paper and it gave me a headache. So I, I would... think I think you're the very first person I've ever heard say they don't like that smell. 
No, I don't know why, but like whenever I smell like either the old paper smell or like newspaper smell, I start to get a headache. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's like mildew. Maybe. I used to like bag newspapers when I was a kid and like help. Yeah. I forget about that part in my life. I do. Yeah. But like five in the morning, I would help my dad deliver papers for money and we would sit in the back seat with my me and my brother bag papers and I would always get a massive headache oh because it was so much newspaper all at once that's terrible yeah I have the rate at the ready by the way Tensies. apparently both of us keep the exact same type of raid spray like within reach of our computer desks is yours lavender scent it is it is ah! lavender scent. <laughs> it smells like x spray is that what it, I don't to me raid has a very specific scent. I feel like you like spraying axe spray on a bug would have the same effect as raid honestly. Just I disagree, but it, like it would kill it. It just like wouldn't leave the barrier, you know. I you know what that's for a different episode. Okay. Uh, do any specific crafts stand out in your memory because I think of one in particular. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, I think of a few, but there's like one. I don't know why, but go on. Okay. Um, any crafts in particular? There was that one awful project we had to the do. The bottle or... project? Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. I'm talking about crafts that happened inside the classroom. Okay, okay. Um, Not the art room, but like the academic classroom. I mean, no, not in particular, not in grade school, at least. I can think of some from preschool for some reason, but not in okay. grade school. Yeah. What's one from preschool? Uh, we made a lot of things with popsicles and Elmer's glue. I don't same, know why. Same. We made a lot of photo frames. Yes. Like out of popsicles. And then yes. like, yeah, use a picture of yourself and stick it in there. Yeah. And then for some reason, we'd always make them into Christmas ornaments, which is yeah. very exclusive if you think about it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we, we did a lot of popsicle stick things and Cute. a lot of and a lot of stapler things, but that was just me. No one else. I did a lot of stapler things. I also like a good stapler. Yeah, that's also a story for another day. It sure is. Um, yeah, I for me, I don't even remember which grade it was. I'm thinking it was first or second, but I could be wrong. Um, there was this craft that we did. It's apparently a pretty popular craft where you use a paper bag like a lunch bag and you turn it into an owl I've never done that I definitely did this in elementary school we used like we would like cut out little triangles to use for the nose and they were owls you mean the beak yes okay (laughs) just checking I do and I remember I don't know what I did wrong but I do know for sure I did something wrong with the project because I remember the teacher scolding me, but I don't know what it was that I did wrong. Maybe you should lay off a little Rachel, Miss Holmes. Again, with the name dropping, my God. We did not have the same first grade teacher, but I know, I know the terrors that you endured. That class wasn't like as bad as some other classes. I loved my first grade class. It was my favorite year of school first grade. I didn't like any year of school. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's the, that's the one that stands out to me. I have absolutely no idea why. 
And is there a difference between arts and crafts? Yes. There's a reason that arts and crafts are separate words in the phrase arts and crafts. Okay. Yeah. Apparently there is a difference. I disagree philosophically. Oh boy. Okay. But there's a social divide that may be due to patriarchy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So historically, men are labeled as artists, where women do crafts. Okay, listen, I was going to say there's a difference between an art and a craft. Like, I think that painting is an art while, like, knitting is a craft. I don't think it should be a patriarchal thing. I just think it should be left alone and be gender neutral. Yeah, I sort of agree. Like, I, I see what you're saying with, like, the painting versus anything else. And I, that's because that's what I thought of, too. But, like... To me, crafting is art. I think it's an art form, but I wouldn't put it in the same category as like drawing or painting or sculpting. Sculpting does start to blend blend the line though. What makes drawing and painting art rather than a craft? We're getting into philosophy, I see. Which was not the point of this episode, but it's it's definitely a question that I came up with while I was doing this research. Well, we've already veered way off course like five times already. I know. 15 minutes in. Like, I really thought this was going to be a short episode, but it's clearly (laughs) not. Well, you brought up nostalgia and philosophy. There's (laughs) There's a lot to discuss here. I don't, I don't know why I think like, painting and drawing and whatnot is different than knitting and I don't know maybe woodworking well actually that is sort of sculpture why is it just knitting for me knitting and sewing perhaps you have ingrained patriarchy perhaps you need to stick your butt right next to the day next to it not in front of it on top of it you need to Oh no. <laughs> I just saw your face. Oh no. <laughs> I also saw that happen. And just hit the bidet button and you know, just get a good, nice cleaning. Viewers, do you like bidets? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Can you mail us? How are classroom crafts important in education um well I think I said earlier it could probably help with fine motor skills um perhaps attention to detail though as a kid I don't know any kid that had attention to detail or even had it further developed by those crafts Hmm. perhaps it teaches discipline perhaps it makes you slightly competitive because you want to color things better than Sandra yeah I don't think any of those things are wrong although what I wrote as an answer is that it reinforces learning by having students think differently about the content oh okay I like that I like you (gasps) wow wow what are (laughs) pom-poms Well, how do you explain a pom-pom? Like, I know what you're talking about. Not like the cheerleading pom-pom. Right, yeah. Crafting pom-poms. The fluffy little boy. 
Yeah, exactly. You just described it. It's a fluffy little boy. Oh, okay. It's a soft, fuzzy ball used for decorating. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite type of pom-pom? And, you know, I don't have enough experience with pom-poms to have a favorite. Oh, I've had a moment with pom-poms. Okay. (laughs) Would you like to explain? I like... I like two different kinds. I like the ones that have like the, um, like the shiny streamer that's coming. Uh, get the raid, get the raid, get the yeah. raid. Yeah, yeah, We interrupt this craft talk to have an epic battle. Where did it go? Oh, she's getting on her chair. I hope I that's not a, what? I hope that, I hope that's not a wheelie chair. It's not. Okay. I don't oh. know where it went. I don't trust you up there. I don't know where it went. Okay. I, I, I don't know where it is. Um, maybe it heard you and it got scared. I don't know how it disappeared that fast. Uh, maybe it like went behind the curtain or something? I don't have a curtain. Shade? No, I don't, I don't have anything like that. What? <laughs> you have to have something like that on a window. I don't. People can see right in and see your ditties. No, the window is textured. Okay. But then, like, they see your ditties, but it's censored. Yes. Okay. Um, where were we? I don't... It's something about pom-poms. Yeah. You're describing your favorite type of pom-pom. Yeah, I like the pom-poms that have, like, the shiny streamers coming out, and then I like the pom-poms that are super fuzzy. See, I have no idea what you're talking about. I would probably know what you're talking about if I saw a picture, though. I'm sure you would. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up later. Where did the name pom-pom come from? Oh, does it have anything to do with cheerleading? Like, which one came first? Do we have any idea? I would think that the decorative type of pom-pom came first. Okay. I don't know why, but I feel like this is going to sound so bizarre. But I thought, I think I've seen... I've seen enough like flower documentaries to know that I think in like China and the area around China, there's like a weird pom-pom shaped flower. So I'm wondering if it's derived from there. I love that theory, but it's, it actually comes from French from the word pom-pom. And I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it, but I don't know how to otherwise. How is it spelled? P-O-M-P-O-N. Okay. We need fan of the show, Mary. I was thinking pom-pom, which is just potato, potato. <laughs> well, it's spelled with an N, though. Oh, or is pom apple? I don't know. Yeah, we need Mary. Mary, if you're listening, please email us at researcherbottlepodcast at gmail.com and let us know, like, send us a voice recording of saying the French pom-pom. Something tells me she already knows our email. She does, but I'm okay. you know, just reminding her. <laughs> uh-huh and it's it's defined in like the old way as a small decorative ball made of fur feathers ribbon wool or string and they were worn especially on hats although i own a jacket that is covered in pom-poms oh i love it me too what does blues clues have to do with construction paper part of their background is made of construction paper i think or at least like the one from the 90s i don't know about the one now but Yeah, their set design involved a lot of construction paper. 
It did. Much like South Park, Blue's Clues was originally designed with construction paper shapes and stop motion animation. I love that. Me too. Makes me very happy to think about Blue's Clues. Me too. Steve, if you're listening, we love you. What was construction paper originally marketed for? Construction? No. What? Okay, what was it for? It was originally marketed for classroom use. I mean, I guess that makes sense, yeah. It was known to be effective when using different types of drawing medium. Huh. Yeah. I mean... Pastels come out real good on construction paper. I'm oh, they saying. do. And chalk. And like, yeah, chalk. I love some chalk on construction paper. Some nice textury media for some nice textury paper. Yes. Just chef kiss. Wonderful. Yep. And finally, when was plastic glitter popularized? Oh, I feel like I'm, I know this. I've known this. And the person that came up with it, like, he shouldn't have because like now plastic glitter is destroying the environment um i think it was in the 1920s by some dude you're really close it was popularized during world war ii when glass glitter became unavailable and so plastic became the way okay makes sense was it by some dude i believe it was by some dude but i didn't catch the name okay but you can find it in our sources all right And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Are you in elementary school? Do you have to do these blasted arts and crafts every day? Do you always cut the tabs off of your tab projects? Then you need the Art Project Printer. The Art Project Printer. Print out the stencil project, and you'll be amazed when the tabs are all solid colors, pointing out to you, don't cut here. You'll never disappoint your teacher again when you're in that critical life development stage where you want to impress your parents and teachers. Did somebody call Eric Erickson? Order your art project printer and never mess up your projects again. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. I knew as soon as you brought up like critical life stage, I knew like some social <laughs> sociologist was coming in or child psychologist or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Tyson, LMSW. MS Paint. Welcome back. Hey, did you get your art project printer? I do. And it not only works in the classroom, but in the professional fields. Oh, who knew? Yeah, multiple uses. We love to see it. Still looking for that bug. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of distractions. There are yeah. two very large houseflies like in the same vicinity. And then there's that thing outside that's just kind of like slowly hovering. And then I'm also looking for the cockroach that like came into view for like half a second and then disappeared. Yeah, she's just like nervously staring off camera quite a lot. Oh my God. Get him. It's a fly. Get him. No, no, it's a fly. It's not a roach. Well, I, 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 I couldn't get him. I don't even know if this would kill it, but it's, it's, it's so, this fly is so big. I thought it was a cockroach when it was crawling around. Yeah. Come July, they get large and charge. I, but I'm a, I'm a lot less upset than I was for the last like 10 minutes. Okay. 
Well, I think you need a little bit of a distraction regardless. I hope we don't get any interruptions during this. It's time for rapid fire. This is how this is going to work. I'm going to give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as possible. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it wrong. I don't know if you remember from last week, but I said we have a lot of seaweed questions coming up. I do remember. (laughs) We're going to continue on that. Okay. Are you you ready? I'm ready. Is there blue seaweed? Yes. Is there poisonous seaweed? To humans? Yes. Yes. Can you eat all types of seaweed? No. Do dolphins eat seaweed? Yes. Can you buy dolphin meat? Not legally. Can you buy whale meat? Not legally. What drawing program do I use? Illustrator. What percentage of Americans? In design. (laughs) Photoshop. What percentage of Americans are vegan? Uh, five. What's the difference between a clementine and a tangerine? A tangerine is a combination of two different fruits. Oh shoot, excellent, X'd out. Um, what is oleander? It's a chemical. It's a uh, food additive. <laughs> Name a food that is the color white. Uh, lychee on the inside. How many? Never mind. We're out of time. <laughs> What's a tootsie pop? A tootsie pop is like the inside of it is like tootsie roll, and then the outside of it is a lollipop. Yeah, I would have been very upset if you got that wrong. No, I've had my fair share of Tootsie Pops. Do you like Tootsie Pops? I like them better than Blow Pops. I don't know if that's saying much. I agree with you, actually. Blow Pops hurt my mouth. I know what you mean. And like, I would rather have the Tootsie Roll than the chewing chewing gum. But let's be real. Like, I don't usually have the patience to suck on a lollipop of that size long enough to get to the center anyway. No, I would say, like, as far as candy goes, lollipop's pretty low tier. I heavily agree. Cool. Except for those popcorn-flavored lollipops I used to get from the pediatrician when I was little. Were they, like, dum-dums? No, they were, like, they just the classic, like, like flat circle shape on a stick. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they were popcorn-flavored. Nobody believes me. They were really good. And they were yellow, and I would always chew on the stick when I got to it, and I would uh, get in trouble for eating the stick. The stick is the best part of the lollipop. It is! <laughs> if you don't chew on the stick, I don't want to associate with you. If you don't chew on the stick, then you're someone who bites off a string cheese, and I don't trust you. <laughs> I- I don't even remember what I was going to say. That just came back. <laughs> How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Oh, um, there are probably a lot of different answers to this. I know Matt Pat, the person that does food theory, did mm-hmm. an episode on this and it was different for everyone. And he tested a lot of different conditions. When I was little, for some reason, the answer was 931, but I know that's way too much. Yes. So I'm going to say 300. You are not super far off. Uh, you are right that it 
is different for everyone. And I can think of some reasons why that would be. But um, there were a number of different universities that tested this out. I am going with Purdue University because it was the first one I read. And what they did was they, they tested it in two different ways. They created a robot humanistic tongue. And obviously this robotic tongue would be more consistent. Yes. And that is good for science. This robot tongue took an average of 364 licks, but the human subjects averaged about 252 licks. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that the robot would be faster or, you know, less licks. I guess it just depends on how it was programmed. Mm. like mm-hmm. what was the force of the lick there's honestly just a, like way too many factors to get a satisfying answer I think I agree and when we were in middle school we had always heard that the eighth grade science classes would do this experiment and I was so excited for it and then it came time for eighth grade science class and I was like hey are we gonna do that experiment and she's like no I don't remember hearing about that. Oh, well, maybe it was teacher dependent, but I know that this teacher in particular always did it. And I was very disappointed when we didn't do it. I know. I know a lot of our eighth grade science plans got upheavaled a lot because of the earthquake slash tsunami in Japan. Oh, yeah. Whatever we were going to do got replaced with earthquake slash tsunami awareness. Yeah, our entire eighth grade science fair, or not even the science fair, it was the eighth grade project was just completely turned upside down because of the tsunami slash earthquake. Yeah, it was like, must be either earthquake, tsunami, or Japan themed. And like, you know. And you had to raise money. Oh, I didn't have to do that. Oh, I did. Um, I mean, me as like a little weep, I was fine with it, but... I was annoyed, not because I have something against helping disaster No, absolutely relief. not, but it's like, it seems strange that I've never had another instance of, like, an entire, like, unit of school getting turned upside down by a global event that wasn't COVID. Um, I, I know for my project, I ended up teaching origami. I did how to draw anime. And I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, let's not. (laughs) Yeah, it was a weird time. But um, when were Tootsie Pops invented? Ooh, that commercial's pretty old. You know the one. I know the one. Um, I feel like this is a post-World War II thing. I will say 1949. 1931. Oh, it's, I got the wrong world war. True. (laughs) I saw it. 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 It's huge. Yes. Yeah. It was a blur. We're on a fly hunt. How were Tootsie Pops invented? I feel like they were an accident. Someone was like taffy slash Tootsie polling And they're like, oh, God, this is taking too long. I need a break. I'm going to leave it here on this stick. 
And then some other guy came who's like, oh, yes, my lollipop making stick. Let me just use this very quickly. And then bing, bang, boom, Tootsie Pop was invented. It's a fun story. Thank you. However, that is not at all how it happened. I can imagine. What happened was, it was actually sort of an accident, but not really. A lot of, like, foods we have today seem to be accidents. It was an inspiration. It was this man who worked for the Sweets Company of America. Mm -hmm. He took a lick of his daughter's lollipop while chewing a Tootsie Roll. That's insanitary. Uh, parents do these things germs parents do these things what can I tell you I definitely have some memories of spitting food into my dad's hand at times so okay (laughs) we've we've all done weird things for children and he loved it so much that he pitched the idea oh okay yeah fun origin story not COVID safe though No, not at all COVID safe. If you're going to lick your kid's lollipop, make sure you're wearing a mask. Yeah. How long was the original commercial? A lot longer than it is now. There used to be three animals, I think. Um, I couldn't tell you the name of the third one, but and I'm sure that's going to be a question. But uh, one minute, 20 seconds. 60 seconds. Oh, okay. And since then, there have been the 30-second and the 15-second versions. Gotcha. The 15 seconds, the one that we usually see, right? Yes. And when we were little, I remember seeing the 30-second version more often. And once in a long while, the 60-second version will air. But I've almost never. never. I've, I've never seen, seen it. it. I've seen it, but it's incredibly rare. I've never seen it. I, I see either the 15 or the 30, but it's usually the 15. Okay. Tell me about the redeemable rappers. Oh, I forgot about this. I mean, I never did it. But do you know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, yes. Okay, what is it? It's like you can turn the rappers in and like get. Oh, there's three flies. Oh, now it's an orgy of of mass destruction. Yeah, anyway, go on. I think it's like you turn in the wrapper, I don't know where, God only knows, for a small amount of money. Maybe you like mail it to Mr. Tootsie himself. The redeemable wrappers, first of all, it, it's a rumor. Oh, really? It's not real? Not exactly. It was a rumor that was started that said wrappers with three unbroken circles in the design could be redeemed for free stuff ranging from candy to t-shirts. That's bizarre. But, and, and here's the thing, is most of the time you would bring it back to the candy store or whatever, and they weren't going to redeem it because it's not a real thing, but there were some store owners who would, like, give you another Tootsie Pop or maybe a piece of candy, stuff like that. So it was, it's definitely not an official thing, and most of the time it's not honored, but, like, there were sometimes people who would do it. That's cool of like the few candy shop owners or whatever's that did that. It's a good way to bring kids back to buy more. Yeah. What was the original set of flavors? Chocolate has to be because Tootsie Pop like original is chocolate. Um, well, I'm not talking about the center. I'm talking about just the lollipop. No, candy. yeah. Lo- I mean, okay. I said yeah, the lollipop. Okay. Yeah, go on. I hope this isn't like another Jello thing where it's like, oh, yes, grass flavor. 
I'm gonna leave that out for now. <laughs> I will say cherry and I will say orange. Those are the three. Those are three of the originals and there were also raspberry and grape. Oh, okay. Yeah, I should have said grape. Raspberry though, that's interesting. It is interesting. It's not like a super common one. What's your favorite Tootsie Pop flavor? Chocolate. Yeah, me too. Yeah, (laughs) it goes the best with the center. I feel like that's a very, I mean, I don't have any data to support this, but I feel like that's a very uh, polarizing opinion. Like, I feel like there's got to be a lot of people out there who hate chocolate lollipops. I think, well, I will not eat a chocolate lollipop unless it's a Tootsie Pop because chocolate. How often do you come into contact with chocolate lollipops? I mean, Staples has them for some reason. Oh, they have those like fancy ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. have a chocolate flavor. And whenever I see them, I'm like, ew. And I mean, I never buy the other lollipops, but still. I bought one of them once. What, from Staples? I don't remember where I got it. It might have been Staples. The gourmet ones? Yeah, the gourmet ones. I don't remember. It might have been Staples. It was okay. I'm not going to pay 75 cents for a lollipop. It's not I, I, I might, under the right circumstances. Not at a Staples. There's plenty of other things I can get at a Staples. Like a box of crayons. Yeah. I like Staples. I could spend hours in Staples and not we buy have. anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> spend three hours in a Staples and leave empty-handed. You leave middle school on a half day. What else are you going to do than go to Staples? <laughs> yeah. Or like Zentenia. Exactly. (laughs) Can you name some of the quote-unquote non-standard flavors? Non-standard. Oh, well, there's only like five or six flavors of Tootsie Pop. That's not true. The original, there's five flavors, but there's flavors beyond that. I think they probably there's probably there's got to be like a quote unquote tropical line. Every candy does like a tropical line. <laughs> and those ones are probably like pineapple flavored Tootsie Roll in the middle or something like that. Other than that, I don't they could probably just keep changing the flavor of the Tootsie Roll in the middle because there are different flavored Tootsie Rolls. There are, but I'm pretty sure that all the Tootsie Pops have a chocolate center. No, I could, I I could be so. wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I think there's a tropical line where the Tootsie Center is pina colada. You are right that one of the non-standard flavors is pineapple. Ha! <laughs> okay. And then there's a bunch of flavors that have been rotated in as a sixth flavor, much like a sixth sense. What? Okay. <laughs> For example, banana was rotated in during 2011. There's also been pomegranate, blueberry, lemon lime, blue raspberry, watermelon, strawberry, strawberry watermelon, tangerine, and fruit punch. Those are all the non-standards. I would eat the fruit punch one. That's the one that I would stay away from. I like, you don't, well, you don't like cherry slash fruit punch flavored things. I don't, yeah. I love cherry slash fruit punch flavored things. I go for the blueberry or the pomegranate. Blueberry is too similar to grape and candy. I would not. Oh, blue raspberry. I would go for blue raspberry. Yeah, yeah. Blue raspberry is fine. Blueberry, no. I don't think I've ever had a blue raspberry candy that I didn't like. 
No, because like it's not even like a fruit flavor. It just tastes like the color blue. It does. And what's not to love about that? I agree with you. That about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Research Rebut and on Facebook and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. And let us know first if you have ever used a bidet and what you felt about it and uh, what elementary school craft stands out to you. And what is your favorite Tootsie Pop flavor? What is your favorite Tootsie Pop flavor? And just a reminder to Mary to send us a voice recording of the French pom pom. We're listening, Mary. We're listening. We're always listening. (laughs) I hate that. And American Citrus Council, I don't know what your deal is, but viewers, you can email them at American Citrus Council at gmail.com to give them your opinion. About Tootsie Pops and why there shouldn't be, what was it, like a tangerine flavor? That's no. There is a tangerine flavor. Yeah. And I bet it was because American Citrus Council gave them our sponsor money. How could they? Give them a piece of your mind. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.